Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb.Net listeners. Welcome to our show. Our show is Culture and Psychology from Tabana Organization with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alex Andrade. On Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1, every week we have a conversation about different topics of psychology or current event. Today we would like to talk about cultural wedding or cultural events. And we started our conversation because over the weekend um, we um, went to a Persian and um, Vietnamese wedding. Um, the groom, um, the groom was um, Vietnamese and the bride was Persian. The ceremony was, um, the interesting part of the ceremony was that in a way it was Persian, but it wasn't the traditional Persian because because of mixture of the people there, first of all, everything was translated into both languages. So the officiant was saying the ceremony in Persian and translating exactly to English so that for half of the probably audience, you know, it was, they need to know what the whole thing is about. So that part obviously was something that it's been added to the traditional wedding ceremony that uh, in old days we didn't have it. But since I was in the United States and I have gone to so many weddings and events that was mixed, it was always a translation involved um, for the respect, obviously, of the audience. So everything was double time to go through the ceremony, but uh, everything display was traditional because in traditional wedding there are just like new year every item on the display has a meaning and the meaning is the sweetness the fertility the love um, the uh, cleanness the clearness um, the transparency. I mean, all the items have a special meaning, health, for example. So um, on the display, there are these items that beautifully are decorated. And this is a big part that now different organizers, different coordinators, they have people who arrange the display differently. And then depending on the taste of the groom and the bride, they change it to all different ways of displaying. The items are the same, same, but the display, somebody likes gold or somebody likes silver, somebody likes copper, somebody likes like earthy, like the, the stuff from the earth. I mean, it just depends on your taste, but the display is, was, it's so elaborate. It's so glamorous. Um, and, Let me ask, when you say display, does that mean like like the plates are that color or does it mean like there's a table and there's something yeah, on display at that table? There, yeah, there's a table and mm. they call it sofre. It's, mm. it's in the past, it was just a cloth on the floor mm. and they put the display. There mm. is candle, there's mirror, um, there is, uh, you know, different items on the sofre and it's called sofre act. Act means not. That means, you know, two people are having a nut. And, and then um, the display, when I say, is now they put it on a short table 
So depending on how elaborate you want to be, it's bigger, smaller, it's simpler, it's more elaborate, more glamorous. So it's all different sort of things that people do. But uh, this wedding was uh, a very, very beautiful wedding. It was um, between a Vietnamese and Persian uh, woman. They both were medical doctors and uh, beautiful people, uh, young and uh, educated. Uh, so it was very beautiful and it, it was the part of the big, um, you know, the, the big part of the culture is um, the part that this traditional ceremony happens. But the rest of it is fun, is dancing, is food. And the food usually, um, depending on where the ceremony is, uh, it's Persian. But in this case, because it was in a hotel, they had to go by the rules of the hotel and so they can't bring Persian food in. Mm -hmm. But in many places, the coordinator managers uh, manages to bring different Persian food from different places. Um, so it's um, all sort of things you do traditionally, but also being in the United States, things have changed. Um, so the interesting part is now it's becoming a mixture. So when I was talking about the um, traditional ceremony of act, which is the knot, uh, the wedding, uh, was that they did all the ceremony in Persian culture with English translation. And then they went all the way back to um, American culture. So they both stood in front of the sofre, in front of the table display, and then they, they did the ceremony the way they do it here. But the vow part, was so beautiful, so beautiful that uh, it, it just made everyone pretty much emotional. The love, the, the sincerity, especially the bride. And usually I think women are more expressive. The way she did the vow, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, probably every man would love to hear that from their, their lady, the, from their wife. The, was it the just, words they said or was there, uh, like, what the, did they do? The, words, the way they express their love, the way okay. they express their feelings and emotions about the, you know, each other. It was just so beautifully said. But at that point, I don't know whether it's because I'm a psychologist or because, you know, I pay more attention to the words. I was just thinking how interesting, because I know how much the groom loves the uh, bride. And I've seen them in different places, even on a trip together. So I know how much he cares and how much he loves the bride but the way he was expressing was so different than the way the bride was expressing his was more like a you know it was it was beautiful but it wasn't as emotional and it wasn't he as was reading he was just like reading something yeah, he or... was just reading and and the words were nice but it was so different from what the bride was uh, saying and how she was expressing herself but altogether, uh, the interesting part for me was at that point I was just thinking even our food has changed a little mm. you know even um you know like for example the traditional part of making food is exactly like you do this many items in but now Sometimes we go to friends' parties and we see that they have added something to that tradition. They've put something different and go, oh, it tastes really good, but it's different than that traditional 
old-fashioned way we were making this food or or this dessert. And it's interesting. It's been like learning from other cultures and adding some other items in different food or different flavors, which makes it richer, I think, you know, in many ways. You know, some people are more traditional and they want everything to be exactly the same and they taste it and they go, mm, it's not exactly like Bormasabzi. It's not exactly like Khoresh Padamjun. But, but, you know, people do things differently. So I'm sure, Alex, you have so much to talk about cultural wedding or cultural ceremonies as well. Well, uh, just related to that last piece, as far as like uh, cultural traditions reminds me of, I don't think I've talked about this before in the air, but uh, in our family for St. Patrick's Day, uh, which is an Irish holiday, we would celebrate it every year. Uh, My uncle was actually, it was his birthday. So my grandmother would make corned beef and cabbage, but she would also make Mexican rice and beans and tortillas. And so growing up, I always thought of that as traditional St. Patrick's Day food. And so when I found out there's no rice and there's no beans and there's no tortillas, I was like, hey, you guys are like missing a couple of pieces here. What, <laughs> what is it? Just corned beef and cabbage and that's it. And then I realized like that was our cultural twist to, uh, you know, that that traditional meal. You thought uh, but they it, had St. Patty's Day light, man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, you know, you, you mean they don't eat tortillas with the corned beef and cabbage? So like for me now, if I eat corned beef and cabbage, and I've made it like I also make tortillas and I also make rice. And so it's this uh, a unique kind of blend of the Mexican culture and the American culture in that way. And even to this day, me and my family, we laugh about it. It's like, no, that's that's what you're supposed to eat, you know, kind of jokingly. That's that's what we eat. Uh, that's what we've we've done growing up for so many years. Hey, here's the question. What both of you are talking about reminds me. There is some tension between maintenance of a tradition, keeping it pure, whatever that really means. I don't even know. Maintenance of a tradition versus growth and change and moving forward. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, how important is it to maintain a tradition and how important or how important is it to grow and change? I can I can think of reasons for both, but what are your thoughts? I think, Dan, it's a great question. It's a great question. I have never been asked this, but um, because I've been thinking about that, um, it's I feel like, you know, depending on how much you are, um, stuck into original tradition. Again, talking about everything in life. You can be open to new stuff and growth, as you mentioned and named it, rather than change. Because when you open to other cultures, you like different pieces of other culture. And you can add to it and grow that tradition into more or you can keep it as exactly it is and, and be stuck in it. Uh, and I feel like, again, depending on how you would look at things and how, and it, even if you look at the history of human being, we have changed throughout all the history, life, and experiences that we have faced. So asking me, I feel like, I like the growth. I like to see the addition. I like to see the changes due to the environment. For example, if I want to keep the tradition exactly as it is, 
I am limiting myself in the United States, for example, because then I'm limited to definitely having the event or the wedding or the cultural places just into, you know, in building on in or in places that I can do exactly what I want. So I'm closing the doors to all these other beautiful venues that I can have my event and then listen to what is what are do's and don'ts in those venues and then do it. You know what I mean? So again, you're closing the door if you're keeping it very, very, uh, you know, back to the exact tradition. If you open, you're opening to more opportunities, to more doing different things in different venues and different places. And that goes on with every other thing, like New Year. The original display, when I look at the history of Persian culture, there are items that started with shh, the, the sound sh, which was meaningful. But it was the time that Islamic revolution hadn't happened and people had Zoroastrian uh, religion and culture. So, for example, wine drinking was okay in that culture. So one of the share sound, part of the item was wine, which started with share sound in Persian language, which is sharab. But then when Islamic revolution happened, uh, sharab or wine was prohibited. So that changed the whole thing and became another item, which was vinegar. And it started with the word sin, which in culture, in our language, we say serke. So when you look at the culture, when you look at the history, when you look at the revolutionary stuff happening in, in the history of different culture, there are things that have happened that changed the culture. So I'm thinking, you know, emigrating to United States and having mixed with this culture, probably that opened up the door to add and to grow this tradition. By that, we have reached the first part of our show. And we are going to give a break and come back to continue our conversation. Shenvandegane Aziz Radio Bamdad, man be hamrah dutan az hamkaranam, Dr. Rakers va Dr. Andradi emruz da khidmatun hastim ruz hay shambe ye shambe az saat 12 to 1 baad az zuh ma barnamemun tahti unvan psychology and culture barname darim va اگر میخواین صدای ما رو در ساعتی که براتون مناسبه بشنوین خواهش میکنم به پادکست های ما از رادیو بامداد از طریق آیتون و گوگل که میتونید سرچ کنین تحت عنوانهای مختلف توجه داشته باشین و اگر کسانی هستن که از برنامه ما استفاده میبرن ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه ما در روزهای شنبه و شنبه از طریق رادیو بامداد از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر توجه کنند. برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو با دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندراده ادامه میدیم
We are back with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and this is Saide Malakafsali speaking. Um, we, at the first part of our show, we were talking about the tradition and the wedding uh, tradition, and I was just sharing uh, my experience with the this last weekend. Um, we were at a beautiful wedding between a Vietnamese culture and Persian culture and how the setup was, and we continued to talking about different tradition. And Dr. Rockers asked a very wonderful question, which was, do you prefer to maintain the tradition as it is, or, or do you think it would be good to grow and add to it by um, you know, adding some other parts of the culture uh, as we are here in the United States? And we talked about that and now we are back to continue our conversation. Yeah, and I was going to add to that piece too in regards to the transformation and growth of those cultural, you know, those those pure, like you said, quote unquote, pure natural norms, as well as even, you know, the dominant culture. So I've mentioned before being Mexican-American, I find a lot of times the in, in some of our family events, they're kind of a mixture of the two. Um, even thinking about weddings, uh, you know, the other day I had the the opportunity to sit down with both my parents and actually talk about their wedding and some of the things that happened. I was really young when my, my mom and my stepdad got married. I was like eight years old. So I kind of remember some things, uh, but not a lot of it. But uh, it was so it was such a, a joy to be able to sit down and, and reflect on some of the things that happened. Um, and to me, it seemed like a very, uh, very, you know, traditional American kind of wedding more so than, you know, uh, one with a lot of emphasis on the Mexican culture. Um, probably the Mexican American piece to that was, you know, my dad mentioned how many kegs that they ended up getting, um, you know, there's a lot of alcohol, which, you know, happens at a lot of weddings, uh, but just talking about, you know, how, you know, family was there, um, you know, and there was, you know, everybody was, you know, dancing and laughing and just, you know, there was the, uh, ceremony. They actually had the, the ceremony at the, um, is yeah, so there a ceremony or reception? This is how knowledgeable I am about weddings. Okay, it's a ceremony. That's the ceremony uh, actually just down the street uh, at McKinley Park uh, in the Rose Garden there. And so it was really beautiful to reflect on, you know, being outside there I've, as an adult, I've gone and sat out there. And, you know, every time I'm out there, I just think of, yeah, so my parents got married. Uh, but then the ceremony was at a hall. Um, and yeah, I remember as a kid, you know, playing in the elevator. I was like eight years old. So, you know, that was the the highlight was, you know, wearing a little tux and being able to play in the elevator without getting in trouble because of course everybody was drinking and dancing and having fun. Uh, but to me, it was, it's really nice to be able to reflect on a, their wedding and, and nothing about it felt like it was emphasizing culture, but it didn't also feel like it was ignoring culture. So it was definitely really important that, uh, you know, our, our, my parents, parents were there, that family was all included. Um, that to me is a real big cultural aspect of that. Uh, I do recall it being in English. Sometimes people have English and Spanish weddings. Um, my family didn't grow up, at least my parents didn't grow up a lot listening to like a lot of Mexican music and things like that. So they played more popular music at that time. Um, I'm sure there were a couple of Mexican songs at some point, probably later in the night with a lot of drinking. Uh, but yeah, a lot of times it's just this kind of mixture where, you know, family 
is a part of that culture, but, and, and then also a lot of the times the respect of family members and those in their roles as well with my grandmother. I remember my grandmother being there, uh, uh, who's passed away now, but you know, it was, it was important that she was there. It was important that she was a part of it. Um, those things really emphasize the cultural piece. Uh, and so I think it's one of those things where it's again, not absent, but it's not dominant or feeling like a sense of like dutifulness to it. Like, well, we have to emphasize the cultural piece. I think it just comes with kind of who we are and how we are uh, within our family. It's not like enforced or you're not like bound, slavishly bound to something. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's saying, hey, you're supposed to do this, or at least I don't recall that. And they didn't mention that. Nobody was like, hey, you're not adhering to this cultural norm or this cultural, you know, uh, expectation. This is the right way to do it. I think given that, uh, you know, both my parents were, you know, born and raised in the U.S., um, you know, for better or worse, you know, those things aren't carry forward in that way. So for them, they had the wedding in the way that they wanted to have the wedding and family was supportive of that. You know, if you think about that question that I asked earlier about maintenance of tradition versus growth of tradition, there are a lot of people, and we see it in a lot of areas currently, who say, no, we must maintain pure X tradition or whatever. And whether that's like some somebody saying pure white race or pure X race, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank there, or pure tradition, whatever. If we think about traditions, but all these other things are included, they didn't start the way that we think of as pure. It started in some small way and was amalgamating other elements onto it. It's just that in our span of knowledge or how long we're thinking that, oh, well, this is what's the right way. You know, this is how golf is supposed to be played, or this is how golf has always been played. No, actually, it's changed quite a bit since the initial origins. In the same way that anybody's culture, everybody's culture, all cultures. In fact, you know, any race that we think of, whether it's a a biological construct or sociological or sociocultural construct, it still didn't start what we're thinking of as pure. They it always these have always grown. So I guess an argument could be made. Well, I like to maintain it over the span of my lifetime, which can be fine. But at the same time, an argument can be made. Well, let's why don't we change and grow? Why don't we add some new things to it? It's like what you were talking about side A. That's good. Well, yeah. First thing too, it's like emphasizing certain things. Like I mentioned family. If it's something that emphasizes the importance of family and connection, how we go about that might change, but it can still be very, you know, important in that way. So I think that, and that's the part that changes sometimes. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think the, the specific, if we're slaves stuck on the specific manifestation must happen like this, this, and this Mm -hmm. without really realizing, well, what is this symbolizing and what is this meaning of this thing? And if we want to focus on keeping that meaning, sure, the outer manifestation could change. You yeah. could do it in a number of different ways. I like that, Alex. That sounds really good. I like the idea, too. It goes along with what you said earlier that these things happen. We don't have to be stuck um, 
rigidly to them. It just happens. It's like you describing your wedding. Yeah, it happened and they paid attention to this or they may have had this, but it wasn't like, oh, we must have this. Yeah. I think in when we do it like that, then it's just it's a lot more pleasant and meaningful for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. If it's just dutiful in that way and we have dutiful. to. Yeah. It like takes out it can it can it diminish maybe the joy and the satisfaction that you can get from just doing that in a way that feels natural to, to especially whoever's wedding it is, you know, if it's their wedding, you know, and they're wanting to do it in a certain way, you know, again, I think that's, you know, that's symbolic of, you know, two people coming together and saying what they want their life to be, you know, at the wedding's probably a great place to start that. And so, uh, you know, they're going to probably carry their culture and their traditions in a way that maybe reflect them. But definitely I, I I've, I've talked with people over the years where family can be, or, you know, even people who aren't related can create a lot of pressure in the, in these ideas that you're mentioning, Daniel, that you have to keep it this way, or this is how it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, I think that speaks to sometimes something bigger than just, are we adhering to our culture or traditions? It's more of like, well, who's this person to think that they can tell us that we're supposed to do things a certain way? Yeah. Well, and then when I look at, for example, the tradition of the marriage in Persian culture, one of the big parts of the ceremony always was announcing how much money the groom or the family have provided for the woman. And for example, the richer the person was, the money was bigger. Some people would say this property is given to the bride, this uh, this many gold has been given and they would announce it in old days and then even I think in Iran still some of this is happening but in here pretty much from the time I remember which has been more than 30 some years in ceremonies here I've never heard that and I was just thinking maybe in old days women were not working were dependent in uh, economical situation and that was sort of a security part in the woman's life that the family of women were asking but here the women are educated they're working they're making as much money or maybe more so there's no need for that and they have probably questioned this whole ceremony of having definitely some sort of money given to the woman as a security part um, for the marriage. One thing that has changed is this that I don't see anymore. And the other thing was, I remember in old days, uh, when uh, during the ceremony, the close family members were all giving jewelry and all giving gold or sort of money or checks um, to, the, um, to the bride and groom uh, for the start of their family. And they were announcing it. For example, the uncle of the bride is giving $1,000, the, <laughs> the, the aunt of the groom is giving a jewelry set of this, and that was being announced. And this is not being seen anymore. Imagine that you're giving. Um, I, was, I was just thinking, I got to jump in. I got to say this. Imagine Alex gave a $40 Best Buy <laughs> gift card uh, <laughs> to the bride and no, groom. No, Dan, Dan gave a $15 Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, card. yeah, exactly. Like, oh man, like, oh, you guys don't have to announce that. That's okay. That's okay. No, no, wait a minute, guys. Usually they wouldn't announce those little ones. <laughs> 
Someday they would oh, announce yeah. We'd be okay, Dan. Money. We'd be okay. Yeah. So you... <laughs> no, but seriously, this has this has not been part of the ceremony anymore. And I think, you know, it doesn't seem right. Behind the scene, I'm sure many people, friends or family are giving a lot of, you know, um, now they create everything is more sophisticated now bride and groom create an account for their honeymoon for example and then people instead of registry for their life usually they're set up their uh, furniture is set up their uh, houseware is set up so all they need is money for their honeymoon for example or parts of the wedding now it's more sophisticated basically they're doing the same thing but they have tweaked it to a more um what what was what would be the word more acceptable way of presenting which would be here is the account you know um, for honeymoon and yeah. people are providing um good money you know yeah. all friends and family members so all of a sudden you think oh there's like thirty thousand dollars here for the bride and groom yeah. that covers part of the you know expenses or part of the um honeymoon so it's changed in a different way now when you think uh, Dan, you're asking about growth this is part of the growth rather than all these jewelry sets that is sitting there and the bride only is wearing it and using it now the money is for both of them you know so now things are changed when that, that, that reminds me i was going to say when my parents we were talking about the, the way that they did it was they they did a money dance. And so what people would do is you would come and like pin the money on the bride or groom and dance with them for a couple of minutes. And then that was one way that they got money for like the honeymoon and just for, you know, a way to give them money. I think people gave gifts as, as you know, money as gifts as well, but that was like one of the ways to do it. So it, it wasn't announced, but yeah, certain people, you know, obviously, you know, you clip a hundred dollar bill on and you don't write your name on it or anything like that, but it is kind of a little bit of, you know, showing what you're giving, but then also too, by the end of the night, you know, it, it's not really pointed out that each person gave this much. So uh, yeah, that's definitely. And, and again, I, to me, that's kind of normal uh, way to do things. So I don't think of it as extremely um, specific to the, to the Mexican culture. Um, I've heard other people doing the money dance too, but just a different way to do it. Yeah, we um, before we go to the break, I want to add this and then we come back and we talk about the ceremonies more. But we do have the cake dance. And before the bride and groom cut the cake, uh, all the young women who are great dancers, usually they come and dance to the music and the groom would offer money. Uh, and then they wouldn't take it. They want more. And then the groom give more money and then they, they don't accept it. And all of a sudden the groom gives like, let's say hundred dollars. And then they give the uh, cutting cake uh, knife. And then, uh, then, uh, then another person comes and they, do, they don't let the bride and groom cut the cake. Another dancer comes and it's a beautiful ceremony. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a lot of uh, 
fun part and laughter mm -hmm. and great dancers come on the stage and then uh, the groom can be funny as well would mm -hmm. put the money and then take it again and i mean it's a lot of laughter and fun mm -hmm. but uh, this wedding that we went to actually didn't have the cake dance which was interesting Mm -hmm. um, so, as I said, differences in different way you do things. And um, now we are going to go to another break and come back to continue our conversation. Once again, I want to say a few words in um, Persian or Farsi language. Shanavandigana Aziz Radio Bamdad. من سعیده ملک افزالی هستم به همراه دوتن از همکارانم دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندراری در خدمتون هستیم از رادیو بامداد در برنامه Culture and Psychology اگر صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنویم ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یکی بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی برنامه های سایکولوژی و صحبت های مختلفی که به روانشناسی بر رب داره و موضوعات روز صحبت میکنیم امروز صحبتمون در مورد تردیشن یعنی اون چیزهای فرهنگی اون اعمال و کردارهای فرهنگی در مورد جشنها و مراسم مختلف صحبت کردیم به خصوص در مورد مراسم ازدواج ایرانی ها برمیگردیم دنبال صحبت اون رو ادامه میدیم اگه فکر میکنین کسانی هستن که از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن خواهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنین به برنامه ما توجه کنن زمنان پادکست های ما از آیتون و گوگل قابل سرچ هستش تحت عنوان تاپیک های مختلف ما تا کنون حدود 120 تا 130 پادکست داریم که میتونین تحت عنوان تاپیک هایی که مورد علاقتون هست در ساعت های مناسبی که دوست داریم بشنوین برنامه ما رو گوش بکنین برمیگردیم دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم We are back with Dr. Alexandradi and Dr. Daniel Rockers. Um, if you just turn on your radio and you listen uh, just now to us and speaking English, we uh, have our program on Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Uh, we um, are under Culture and Psychology, our program from Radio Bomb.Dot. We have many podcasts so far that you can search. Um, from Radio Bomb.Dot on iTunes and uh, Google. 
And today, um, if you didn't listen to the first two parts of our show, we've been talking about traditions and specifically wedding in Persian culture, in Mexican culture. And generally speaking, we were talking about traditions and how traditions have changed throughout the history. And we talked specifically about wedding and how different cultures do the wedding. So we're back and we continue our conversation. Saide, I was wondering, do you feel as though COVID impacted uh, the wedding at all in any way? Or was anything that you noticed differently? And I mean, that definitely, you know, brings up and we can maybe talk in a moment about, you know, some of the virtual weddings that people have been having and uh, even just how people are re-adapting to in-person weddings. Very interesting. I've been in um, um, different um, Zoom events uh, that was celebration. Uh, but I haven't been in Zoom um, wedding. Uh, but one thing I know, many people that we know by friendship or by cultural events, we heard about the wedding that happened with just the family, close family. Uh, but some people postponed it until the vaccination happened. Uh, this wedding um, was a little different, I would say, because, for example, at the beginning, we were very concerned because the third boost, we most people haven't done it. So, like, for example, we wore masks in the elevator when we were going to the floor that the wedding was. And then at the wedding, we started with masks. And then during the dance time um, at the reception part, we uh, some people were hesitant to come to dance floor because they thought probably, you know, it's more contagious if anything, um, you know, yeah, there, there, there were concerns. And, and personally, I was sometimes concerned. And I was just thinking, this is, this is not right because sometimes we were masked, sometimes we were taking, you know, sometimes we were concerned, sometimes we forgot about it. So, yeah, it has changed, obviously. And if you look at the pictures that we have taken or videos we've taken, some people are having masks, some people don't. You know, some people at one point they have a mask and then taking it off when they were taking pictures definitely has impacted. Yeah, I was just thinking as we're talking about, you know, culture specifically related to, you know, different races and ethnicity is also too, just given this change and shift in the world. And uh, yeah, I think it's definitely probably something that can impact even some of how those cultural things are done to some degree. And yeah, weddings, I know, uh, you know, I've heard from, from patients, a lot of people having to postpone weddings, a couple of people doing virtual weddings uh, and running into some of the same issues as far as, you know, the, who were invited, I guess you could only invite so many people on zoom. And so people are, you know, being upset and bothered about that. But then also too, I know recently I've heard people being really relieved to be able to meet in person again and to have weddings and ceremonies and the receptions and things like that. So uh, I haven't been to my, I myself haven't been to a wedding yet, uh, if, you know, during this time. And so I was wondering if that feels as though is it's impacted some of those cultural uh, uh, kind of events as well as just, you know, the, the, the event as a whole. Yeah. So the wedding that we went to, it was set up to be exactly the same time last year, but they postponed it because they definitely wanted to have ceremony uh, 
even though they were living, um, you know, a good life together and they had done the marriage ceremony, uh, registered and everything, but they wanted to have ceremony. So they postponed it to this time so that, you know, they could have a ceremony. I've been in baby shower ceremony virtual, which was funny. At first, I thought it was just so different, but I guess at least better than not having one. It was during covid but the wedding on Zoom could be as fun, I guess, you know, if you, you are so creative and you can make it fun. Um, but I haven't been in one. Dad, I, I think you wanted to say something. Well, I went to my cousin's wedding last weekend that I think we talked about on Monday, but they had postponed their wedding twice. That was a two-time post. It was, but they held it live. And, you know, it was interesting because just a few days ago, Jan said, yeah, we were talking about the wedding a few days ago. And she says, yeah, and there really wasn't, there weren't any COVID effects. There were people weren't wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. That whole time we were at the wedding, mm -hmm. we, were, we were there. So nobody wore masks. And I didn't even think about that. I don't think that thought ever crossed my mind. It was very interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, maybe it was outside, Dan. Wasn't it was it? all outside. Yes, it was. So maybe that was the reason. Because part of the, after the ceremony, the cocktail part was in the balcony, which was a beautiful setup. And that was outside and, and pretty much nobody had masks when, I, when it was outside. But then when we came back again for dinner, mm -hmm. then it was inside and uh, some people were hesitant, uh, you know, how it's going to happen now with everybody not wearing masks and that. But, you know, the, when you are at a situation, you have to just go by, you know, the way things are you have to accept it so as we were coming back in the airplane last night we were with a bunch of friends coming back we're just saying i hope this two weeks goes by and then nothing happens to us because you never know you know so we're just hoping that we are safe and um you know we haven't we haven't gotten covid <laughs> But what do you have? It's like 10 days incubation period period isn't that what it is i think it's 10 days or two weeks I do not know. Probably something we should look up, but yeah, good question. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that. You probably know that. Yeah, know so the boost is coming now, so we can start getting our third one. I was going to say, I know we talked a lot about weddings. I shared about St. Patrick's Day. Was there any other uh, holidays that you guys have experienced that have been like a merge between cultures or have heard of that's like a merge of cultures? Thanksgiving is a huge merge for us because Thanksgiving ceremony, you know, the way the American ceremony is, obviously we do that. Plus we put some traditional food, um, you know, within the uh, Thanksgiving um, display and, and food that we have. Um, so, yeah, that has changed for us. We definitely put some sort of rice uh, with the turkey another stew that goes with turkey you know we've been creative and and think of what goes with turkey better which is more maybe sweet so it just gives more flavor so yeah so thanksgiving has been combination for us sort of persian and american culture 
Yeah, same for us too. Yeah, we usually have a, a lot of Mexican kind of, you know, rice and beans and tortillas as well. And so, um, but yeah, we still do the turkey and the ham and things like that. So it's it's a mix of both. Yeah. And also our Persian New Year, I would say is combination now. You know, it's um, people do it differently, as you said, the way they want to. You know, it's not like definitely having a big display mm -hmm. of, table of items some people do it a small um, some people you know do it differently some people go above and beyond they have some elaboration of display and glorious uh, display it's just depend on your mood and your you know desire so you just do it differently well you know becoming covid will affect these cultural traditions it's not, they probably, it probably won't rewrite them, but it has, is having effect on such cultural traditions. And we may not perceive it just yet. It may take a long time to perceive it. So that's a change that causes traditions to grow and change. But the other thing too, as you guys are talking, I'm thinking, you know, just moving to a different country that causes that culture, cultural change because we change as we enter into a new culture. Sure. So it sort of makes sense. And if you have kids and grandkids and that whole family lineage, however that works, that is their known culture. That's what they will have known all their life. Absolutely. You know, working at school and even experiencing as an immigrant coming to this country, I notice that because sometimes it's hard to notice your own changes. But not only I really realized that how much I have changed in general, you know, you open your mind to many other things uh, than just your own culture and your way of living and your own way of being raised, especially being a teacher and working with so many diverse students. I remember some of the kids that they came, even their closing by the time they were leaving high school was changed. The way they their interaction, they beliefs. You know, I've noticed so many changes in people, in parents, in um, all other you know um, factors of the culture. I've seen the changes. Should we go to a quick break and then come back and kind of uh, wrap up side A? Absolutely. Let's just have a quick break and come back to um, just end our conversation about tradition, wedding, and other events.
We are back with uh, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati. And we, um, so far, if you haven't been listening to us and you just turned on your radio, we've been talking about tradition, weddings, and the changes that occur after living in another country. And uh, Dr. Rockers actually left us because he had another appointment and it's only now end of the program and with me and Dr. Andrade. And we are going to talk about our last statements about the conversation we had. I'll start first. I think it's one of those things where, as we've been talking about, culture is going to evolve. I think it's one of those things where we don't have to look at changes a problem or, or being inauthentic and are untrue to our origin, but just recognizing that things are going to change, things are going to evolve as the world evolves. And so our culture is going to probably look a little different with each generation, as well as even, you know, where the culture is and, and including what the dominant culture is. So I think it is one of those things where it can be so important to keep aspects of our culture and keeping true to that, both the meaning of that and sometimes those those acts or those 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 ceremonies, I think to be overly rigid and say it has to be exactly the same or it, you know it has to be exactly how it was can kind of be somewhat limiting from that natural growth that has has occurred because of somebody's life and their experience and even just what really resonates with them. So definitely, I think when it comes to big events such as weddings, but then also too, just even for, you know, cultural holidays, you know, it can be a, a welcome change, a, a welcome addition in that way. Um, like you mentioned with Saturday a moment ago, like with Thanksgiving, it can be one of those things where, yeah, it's not the uh, stereotypical or traditional kind of uh, expression of Thanksgiving, but it unites your family. And that sometimes is one of the, the big emphasis of having a Thanksgiving dinner. It's to be with family and to connect. So I really encourage people to, to focus on what are we getting through enacting these traditions and you know how do we bring our culture into this now? Absolutely. And I want to say, what is the whole purpose of any celebration, of any big events? is just being together, having fun, enjoying the moment, introducing two people as newlywed and having the community support, watching the ceremony so that they're going to do their vows and they're going to have commitment in front of the community. This is the whole purpose. The rest is basically something that it's beautiful and it's nice and however we want to do it, it's beautiful, no matter whether it's exactly the same or we add it or we subtract some of the parts um, from it. It's just something that I think has the main part is the meaning of the event is basically what we do uh, that value um, our uh, commitment to each other, value or celebration of annual anniversary, birthdays or anything that we celebrate. It's the basic thought of the purpose. So I want to invite everyone to mm -hmm. think about this, that the ceremonies, mm -hmm. the traditions are beautiful, but we have to think what part of this doesn't feel right with our beliefs, with our values, with opening our mind to even bigger thing, which is 
um, you know, just bringing other parts of cultures or things we like to our culture. So I think this is the beauty of it. And with that, I want to wish everyone a wonderful Sunday and having a great week ahead. And I want to thank my friend, Dr. Andrade, and my friend, Dr. Um, Rockers, who's not at the very last part with us. And we're going to come back next week to continue talking about another topic or um, another psychological issues that we always come up with. Have a wonderful uh, day and uh, goodbye. رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا